Hello everybody, it's Tommy here with Hoosier Picks Podcast. I wanted to tune in just to give you guys a little uh, info on the XFL. Now that, you know, the NFL is no longer for the season, the Super Bowl has ended. We hit a little dark period where we have no football. But now we have the XFL, once referred to as the Extra Fun League by Mr. Vince McMahon himself. So what I'm going to do here is, you know, I don't think, I realized I didn't know much about the XFL, um, and I figured nobody else did, But I, so I wanted to kind of get um, a little heads up before I maybe tuned into a game. So I'm going to do a little XFL 101 here, um, what I'm calling the bullet points. So first off, uh, XFL kicks off this coming Saturday already. They're getting right into it, February 8th. Um, that is the Seattle Dragons versus the D.C. Defenders, and I believe that's going to be on ABC um, 2 o'clock on Saturday. So a little little background on the XFL. Uh, owner is Vince McMahon, the, the one, the only, um, the WWE guy, whatever his position is over there, owner, I don't know. But uh, he has made a little change. Last time he tried to kind of do the whole thing on his own. He has now hired... Mr. Oliver Luck, yes, that is father to Andrew um, as commissioner. And so Vince is the business guy, and then Oliver's kind of handling the football operations, if if you say on this side. I think that that's a better recipe for success. Maybe the XFL might go a little bit further, uh, maybe um, catch some headway and, and, and really turn into something. Um, so there are going to be eight teams two leagues, Eastern Conference and Western Conference. Eastern Conference is the D.C. Defenders, the New York Guardians, the St. Louis Battlehawks, and the Tampa Bay Vipers. The Western Conference is the Dallas Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks, love, love that name, uh, the Los Angeles Wildcats, and the Seattle Dragons. Uh, they're going to have a 10-week regular season, Again, starts February 8th, goes through April 12th. Double headers on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, so that's every team playing um, either Saturday or Sunday. There will be two Thursday night games, but not till week 9 and 10. There are no buys. Straight 10-week season. That goes straight into the two-week playoff. The top two teams from each of those conference, Eastern and Western, um, those, those top two teams will make it play basically a semifinal game. And then um, the XFL championship is going to be April 26th. So that is kind of how the season's going to play out. Now there are some new rules, some changes. Unfortunately, we do not get the old um, coin toss replacement where they, I think they set the ball down and guys raced for it and whoever like picked it up first. It was, it was kind of just like a battle royale to get the football. Um, whoever got it, you know, they they basically won the coin toss. Now um, we're not having that, but there is some change to the kickoff situation. Kicker still kicks from the own his own 35, but all the other players go to the opposite 35. Um, so they're on the other side of the field. The, the kicker's the only one um, on their side. Um, the receiving team lines up at the 30, and the only two guys that can move um, until the ball is touched by the returner are the kicker 
and the returner. So that that's kind of an interesting turn. So it's going to be, you know, they're going to be five yards apart. The kicker kicks it, returner grabs it, and then they go go for it. And it's it's in hopes to reduce touchbacks and maybe get some big returns. Um, so that's how the kickoffs, and then punting is another thing that's going to change. So all all players on the punting team must wait to release from the line of scrimmage until the ball is kicked, until the punter kicks it. Um, and so that it that's to you know it encourages the team to go for go for it on fourth down, and it is encouraging hopefully some big returns as well on punting. Um, so they're just kind of going for the big plays. Touchbacks in both situations are on the third. Come back to the thirty-five. Um, so really pushing the offense, and then um, I think so on a punt, it's a touchback. It's either a thirty-five or if the ball goes out of bounds, if that's better than a thirty-five, obviously they get it there. Um, so and then the clock has changed a little bit. Continuous clock that only stops on timeouts, a change of possession or the last two minutes before halftime and the end of the game. So the end of the second and fourth quarter, so it'll be like a two-minute um, where it is there is a stoppage of clock, like I'm guessing normal NFL rules. Um, there's a 25-second play clock, which is pretty low. Again, they're trying to pick up the pace, keep the tempo going. Um, so that will you know, that will get, get plays happening, not, not a lot of time in between plays. Um, also could come into effect when – at the end of the game, when you're trying to run the clock out, I mean, you don't, you gotta, you gotta kind of be a little bit more aggressive. Um, and then extra point, I like this one. Um, it adds a little fun, it's a little twist. So you don't kick extra points. It's if you go for it um, from the one, one point, or you get one point if you go for it from the two-yard line and get it. You get two points if you go for it from the five-yard line. And the old three-pointer is if you go for it from the 10-yard line and get it. So that could, I mean, that could be a big, big factor. I mean, you go for it from 10 yards out, you're basically getting a field goal. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Another one I like is the overtime. Um, so instead of the NFL is ridiculous overtime. Um, there is going to be what what some people are referring to as a five-round shootout. Each team has five chances to score. Each um, touchdown equals one point. And so whoever scores the most touchdowns or, or accumulates the most points is going to be the winner. I'm not sure where they start. I didn't see that. Um, and then one thing I did want to address you know, from the media so far, I'm like, these guys are getting paid, like, the same to, that they would if they were working at McDonald's or something. What's the, what's the point? But when I was reading it, I don't think the pay is nearly as bad as everyone's made it out to seem like. So the the focus in the pay is actually on the quarterbacks. So quarterbacks are getting paid more. Surprise, surprise. Um, quarterbacks start at 125000 I mean, that's that's a pretty good chunk of change. I think, but it does go down to twenty seven thousand for others. I don't know if it, if everyone else is at twenty seven thousand or if if there's all different variances in between. But um, each 
player earn if they're on the 46 man roster, they will earn a bonus every game. I think they get a little bit more if they win. Um, so I think it said somebody at that $27,000 um, pay scale, if they play, you know, they have they have up to a chance to win up to or earn up to 55 uh, 60 grand. Um, and obviously quarterbacks, I don't know how, but it said quarterbacks reportedly can somehow earn more than um, NFL like league minimum, but I think that's like four hundred some thousand. So I'm not sure how that works. Coaches are paid five hundred thousand dollars, so that's a nice little decent pay. I mean, obviously they, these aren't NFL numbers, but I think it's um, you know to me that's decent pay. You know, it's it's a it's a decent job to play football. If that's what you want your job to be, if that's what you want your work to be, um, and they're gonna pay you. A respectable sum for it now twenty seven thousand dollars that seems low but hopefully you know nobody's really stuck at that mark um but yeah i think pay is okay um maybe if you know obviously if it picks up and people get more interested that'll go up so we'll see and then last thing i kind of wanted to cover was some notable players um just some guys that stood out to me um some local guys and so I think one of the biggest names is Cardell Jones, former Ohio State quarterback. Um, then we have Landry Jones. He was a former Steeler quarterback. Um, played a little bit, I think, when some when Roethlisberger was injured. Um, Aaron Murray from Georgia, which kind of surprised me. It kind of surprised me that he wasn't a backup anymore in the NFL. Um, Sammy Coates, Skybox, this is uh, for you. Promising wide receiver out of Auburn. I think he played for the Steelers for a bit, um, but he is in the league. And then I put this guy on there, Christine Michael. If you if you play fantasy football, you probably had him on your roster at some point or considered putting him on your roster at some point. Uh, also a Colt at one point. Then some local IU. Um, had, had a few guys. I forget if it was four or five, but the one that really stood out to me was T. Gray Scales. Um, he also was on the Colts roster for a bit. He is in the league. Purdue had some um, some good ones in there. I think D'Angelo De- Yancey was actually like the third overall pick. Um, Austin Larkin, uh, Glenn. I, I don't know if I'm saying this right. It's very similar, but it's Glenn Robinson, G-E-L-E-N. Um, but that is the big dog's son. He is going to be an XFL player. Man, very similar to your father's name. Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame's got a few guys in there. Uh, biggest one, first first pick they had was Jaron jo- Jones. Um, he actually um, was a defensive tackle at Notre Dame, but he was drafted for to be an offensive tackle. Uh, I one I love Greer Martini. I think he. I'm excited to watch him play. Actually. Uh, I loved watching him play for Notre Dame. High energy guy. Um, Niles Morgan. And then um, I think one of their long snappers, uh, Scott, was it Scott Daly? I think, yeah, is that his name, old Scott Daly? Uh, Colts-wise, there, there was a lot of Colts, you know, whether it was guys that didn't quite make it or uh, practice squad guys. But 
Surprisingly, Trent Richardson was one of the biggest surprises. He didn't get drafted. I don't think he's on a team. Um, obviously a big di- disappointment for the Colts. Um, clearly has maybe fallen a little bit from his grace there. Um, QBs, Philip Walker, uh, Josh Johnson, they're both in the league. Um, we had, oh, Christine Michael, I already mentioned that, but he was, he was a cold for a small period of time and he's on a team. Uh, Jalen Collins, uh, was a cornerback that I remember. There was more, uh, you can look them up, but those are some guys that stood out to me. Some other notables that didn't get picked. These aren't local guys, but they did not get picked up by teams. Um, that would be. Johnny Manziel did not get picked up by a team. I, I know he didn't do too well in the Canadian League. Colin Kaepernick, I mean, surprising to me he didn't get picked up. He must just not be good because he would sure uh, certainly be some good PR. Um, and then I saw Kendall Wright, the old tit- Titans wide receiver, which, I mean, he had a pretty decent little stint with the Titans, uh, but he did not get drafted. Um so that's yeah that's that's XFL 101 it's a quick quick update before the season gets going here Saturday once again like I said at the beginning starts this Saturday February 8th 2 p.m. Eastern is the first game that will be the Seattle Dragons versus the DC Defenders so um DC Defenders is the team uh, Cardell Jones is the quarterback for and then Seattle Dragons I believe their quarterback is uh B.J. Daniels, who was South Florida's quarterback. They kind of had a nice little run back when he was the quarterback, but that'll be on ABC. So XFL starts um, Saturday. I don't know if you're going to watch it, but it starts at Saturday, 2 p.m. on ABC. Um, I, I'm i going to at least tune in and, and check it out. Um, I hope it's something that uh, catches my attention and keeps me wanting to watch, but We shall see. All right, that's XFL 101. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, Until next time.